0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Payless Movement Podcast. I cannot wait to start to talk to Alex Curtis today. As you know, I usually talk to CEOs and product managers of the latest and greatest software and hardware solutions when it comes to productivity. However, I also talk to a lot of my Inner Circle members and other people from different businesses to learn more about how they are productive using their system, what they set up, what tools they use, and figure out if there are ways to improve these tools. And that's what we actually did in this call with Alex Curtis. Stick with us because we will talk about The comparison between Asana and ClickUp, how I use ClickUp, how they use Asana and if they should switch actually. We talk about Zapier and automating things. And we even talk about Rocketbooks as an alternative for paper notebooks to take notes. So this is really an interesting talk. Stay tuned and have fun. Ah, 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 ah. So I tried to look up. Alex Curtis, yeah, and it seems Google doesn't care. About no, no, probably it. So, not. Yeah, probably yeah. Not. So, but you recommend people how to do soe SEO, right? <laughs> isn't
1: it? Yeah, but not for their own
0: name. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh dear! Yeah, not
1: for not necessarily for your own name. For so, if you were to Google mortgage leads, ah, then you will find us at the top. You should do. Okay. Or position one or two, and because um, people ain't well, they might be searching my name, but people more searching for what we do.
0: And there you are. Good. So I think we're ready to go. All right, everyone. Today, <laughs> I have Alex Curtis. Is that right? Pronunciation right?
1: That is the right pronunciation. I'd rather if you didn't laugh though. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. Yeah. It is It is nothing funny about this, That's you're right. That's not, no. That's I, not, I just it's so, actually I'm a set. So it's hilarious. actually, yeah. <laughs> But I'm laughing about this because I know you already since, uh, I think it's now two years, isn't it? I know. Yeah, it is. Unbelievable. And we met it's at a conference called uh, Upreneur Summit. Um, so obviously we are youpreneurs, solopreneurs, or how you want to call it and um that's right yeah and and we just you know fell in love because we both had beards i
1: mean we both had beards exactly. yeah and we are both married why wouldn't you <laughs> yeah, yeah, with exactly. our wives that's, that's the a-
0: interesting part Okay. so Definitely. how how many children do you have alex before we start uh, talking about what you just, actually do
1: just the just the one but you have like 18 Yeah children something, or something don't
0: you? I mean there are 3 I know about but <laughs> probably more in the world
1: <laughs> Okay no, I have one I have yeah. one and that is, yeah. Enough. That so, is enough yeah no
0: you have no idea I mean one is uh, you know that's a daily routine there but three I mean yeah. when as soon as you hit 3 uh I think things get equalized at some point it's it's like the ground noise that you have there then uh, the whole day so I have actually a noise filter here on my mic that just mm-hmm. filters this out if you have one children a uh, child I think that's more complicated
1: yeah, I think it might be I'm, I'm done at one I think okay. that's enough
0: I think the the listeners are already annoyed because I'm, I'm we are here good. to talk about Alex what what do we talk here on this show um
1: stuff paper how much you love doing things with paper
0: ah yeah good so you're obviously prepared yeah and as i also have no idea about your company i think you introduce yourself and then we we see where we go okay. maybe it's just a 10 minute session today
1: <laughs> okay that's enough okay oh brilliant uh so yeah so i work in Uh, lead generation for financial services companies So mainly if you you know like mortgage brokers if you have bought a house and you've you've gone to like a mortgage advisor so I don't know if you have them you you must have yeah we
0: have something like this as well it's just like financial
1: financial advisors essentially helping them get their own clients I guess because historically the industry is full of like they would they would purchase leads they would buy leads off people people would set up like a fake sort of mortgage comparison website or something and then they would pay those people for each lead but the problem is the the person so you if you're typing in all oh, best mortgage rates or whatever or mortgage yeah. advice you have no idea who you're going to end up speaking to and your data is like being sold so we kind of like trying to stop that and help the mortgage broker themselves market their own business so that's what we do
0: you just told me something really interesting there Looking at comparison websites, Mm -hmm. and you just mentioned this with Mortgage, but there are obviously so many different things you can get, and people love comparison websites. People visited Mm -hmm. my website a long time for my note-taking app comparisons, Mm -hmm. and I shared my opinion on that and my Mm -hmm. reviews. But now you mentioned something. Are there really fake comparison websites who are actually promoting the highest-paying affiliate link first, without even mentioning it?
1: Mm-hmm. Basically, basically, that's so. what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's what uh, you're doing.
1: No, that's not what we're doing. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So, <laughs> so that's you try to make it genuine way. They'll, Yeah,
1: yeah. They'll they'll set up a they'll set up a website, that, and the, the worst thing is they'll, they'll pretend it's like a mortgage calculator, or they'll mm. pretend it's like a a pension calculator or something and then they'll they'll ask for the phone number and that and they just sell the data it's ridiculous
0: yeah it's unbelievable
1: um but that's been going on f- forever yeah um
0: if you want to sell your car it's the same thing you have to put yeah. in all the information of your car maybe even your your plate details and uh yeah then they knock on your door and say okay hello yeah so and you fighting against this i like this I like this approach. That's exactly what I'm fighting against as well. That's why this channel is not sponsored by any company. It is sponsored by my membership, by my inner circle members. And I will keep it this way. The website stays web free, uh, ad free. And this is why I can say whatever I want on this channel. Yeah, that's good. And that's why those CEOs are so afraid on these interviews because I ask the, the <laughs> naughty questions, not the naughty questions, what is in English? The Nitty gritty. Questions. Yeah. The awkward. Yeah. Okay. So, asking you some awkward questions now. <laughs> Excellent. How do you, how do you, you know, stay or explain those um, people to go a genuine way and still get more leads? Let me just let me, I, you know, I, I'm not a mm-hmm. customer from you, but I could think um, you try to explain. That they will get high quality leads instead yeah, of quantity. Yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah, that's it. So it's it's quite easy, really, because the the person that's asked you to call them back, they know exactly who you are. The the sort of contact rate. So a lot of the, the problem when they're buying leads, they 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 know how awful the contact rate is, so they'll spend so much time speaking to voicemails. Whereas it's yeah, so it's quite an easy sell for me. It's like you you can spit the person's asked for you specifically to call them back um so it's quite an easy sell really so it's more the uh if you're going to do like seo and things like that, it's the time it takes but we've just we've got so you know quite a lot of case studies now that it's um and since lo- lockdown really um in in march when we the country locked down and the housing market kind of stopped a lot of the so in the uk a lot of the mortgage brokers they're part of a network um, and all the networks approached our business to help educate these people during lockdown so this year has been like quite big for us we were doing lots of webinars and training and things like that so we already had a fairly popular podcast mm-hmm. but then it was we were just showing them so we do a lot of like free like show them how to do stuff themselves like things like you know google maps so like how to get on google maps in your town if someone searches for a mortgage broker so we all that stuff we sort of show people how to do for free and yeah. just sort of build up our sort of credibility i suppose
0: that's interesting just reminds me of a story of um a real estate uh seller is that the right no no uh what is it real estate, uh, agent, real estate, oh, agent, a real estate agent yeah he was actually he wrote a complete guide how you can sell your house on your very own Yes, without yeah. using a real estate agent yeah and he was giving this away for free and all this competition you know his friends and so on said are you insane doing this but mm-hmm. what actually happened is people downloaded this and said uh, so how complicated it can be you know how yeah. much work you have to put into this and they realized okay this guy wrote this guide so he knows how it works and they ended up going to him and say okay you do it for us that's yeah. a good approach isn't it exactly
1: exactly yeah. yeah I can't remember who that was but I've read that uh I can't yeah I can't remember who it was but yeah it's,
0: it's true it's true
1: you know because it's if, if it was that easy then you wouldn't have you wouldn't be doing it as a job anyway so you kind of yeah. um you want to show people as many as the quick wins as possible but yeah, you know when they realize like how much time it takes they just haven't got the they often don't want to do it themselves yeah they just want someone that knows what they're doing exactly once you realize how much
0: hours you have to put into this then you make a simple calculation how much this would cost you and then yeah on a sudden you know but we go now into the direction that you know people here on this channel are interested in productivity but it's always great to talk to real life business people, entrepreneurs, also to my inner circle members, and we talk about their productivity systems. Because I think mm-hmm. that's really interesting going behind the scenes. And I think that's not really shared a lot on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever, um, to see how the the machinery actually works. And maybe you will learn something today. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think, think I, maybe I, I, I will learn, learn something. something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe I will learn something. But um, I heard... From you, that you are using a Google Calendar, you're using Calendly, you're using Asana. Mm -hmm. That's what I know so far. And that's where I thought, okay, these three things are enough to talk about on this show. And now we want to dive into this. So first of all, let's just better understand, how old is your business?
1: When did you start? In 2015. Fourteen. all right I, okay i so think already... it's See, but the limited company is 2017 so i think it's 2014 yeah. that i
0: left Oh, well, let me put the question different how long did you work on your own
1: since 2014 so six okay six years and when yeah.
0: did you start to build your team
1: in 2017
0: and this was the point when you thought about proper systems or did you wear you well uh have you been already very Um, well organized before that
1: yeah no probably yeah i think i was yeah i think so just probably Mm. just before then yeah asana i've used on your own probably when the yeah when you were when you have more more than one client i guess you need to sort of have your projects and things like that so yeah i think so but it was when you were getting other people involved really i think that asana really came in
0: yeah. And um, why was it that you choose, have chosen Asana?
1: Um, I, it's just one of those, the thing is with me, when I find something that I like and I get on with, I just stick with it rather than looking for alternatives. And I remember we, I worked at a company, we used Basecamp for a bit and I just didn't like it. I, I can't tell you what it was about it that I just didn't like. But then we start. Yeah, I, I just don't know, I don't know. And then we used Asana on a project and I just really like the simplicity of it and then so I've never really looked at anything else um, and we've used Asana now for yeah ages
0: that's great and uh, maybe some people know I'm a certified Asana pro are you I am
1: actually oh, well and I implemented we, 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 Asana
0: in, in companies as well already because oh, I like well, it we may have to but talk. now I tell you I switched to ClickUp
1: <laughs> amazing and that really? makes it easy
0: for me. You know, I can, and that's exactly the point. You like Asana, you have your workflow in there and it seems to work for, for you. Why should you switch? You obviously yeah. tested something before Basecamp. I just had the CEO from Todoist on, on the interview show and we were talking about Basecamp as well and how they, well, uh, how to put this in nice words, but they try to be everything and yeah. don't do anything proper. And Asana, yeah. they're very slow with publishing features, which was pretty annoying to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm all about automations, and then they release the rules thing where you can yeah. move things around, and that's very simplistic. And then I had a look at clickup, and this is, you know, that's when you want to go to have automations in place, that's a automator stream. Um yeah. But what I did the, the point here is what I also teach to my people uh to my members and so on all the time is you need to know your workflows you need to have a you know some idea in mind what's your goal and how do you want to set this up and if this doesn't work on paper it won't work in the tool the salesman is promising to you mm. so uh this is why I'm a certified pro of Asana but you know I'm not sticking to Asana I'm using these tools that fit to the company and their mm. workflows they have in place. I think that's really, really important. Uh, not trying to sell something that only half works. And am I, when am I, you know about Notion? You ever used Notion before? No, okay. No, I don't think so. But that's a typical thing. I think um, Notion is this all-in-one solution, but it's good in knowledge management and not as good in project management. But there are still you know, people who are telling you, project management can be done properly in notion. Yeah, it can be done, but there are tools you can do it better with, in my opinion. Um, nice. yeah, maybe I get a, you know, a rage down there in the comments now. <laughs> I'm raging now, but okay, that's, that's life. And that's just my opinion, but let's go on. So Asana and uh, how big is your team now?
1: uh so we have got oh wow um the fact that i have to count so in our sort of head office team there's five of us
0: so as, uh, as long you can use then... your hands that's okay
1: <laughs> yeah i can use my hands yeah i can count so it's so less than that, 10 yeah <laughs> but so five five in the head office and then we've got uh an audio editor that is just sort of like a contractor so it's like per hour sort of thing um hmm. and then we've got four web developers that are full-time um and then that's it i think
0: yeah okay
1: that's it and then the odds the odd freelancer that we might use for bits and pieces
0: and that's now really interesting how did you set up asana because that's also something do you or let me put it this way we in asana you have these team sections and then you have mm-hmm. the projects and in the projects you have the sections yeah. and tasks and
1: yeah yeah so yeah so we have we use projects for like uh, a client so a client would be a project mm-hmm. um and then uh, we also have workflows so say like we do um we have the uh, we 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 have a, like a podcast where we interview our clients as part of then there's a process and we have like the Kanban style process flow in Asana mm-hmm. where it's kind of like schedule it in, um uh, sends it to audio editor, back from audio editor, sends a client for approval and it's like bam, 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 through the thing, I create the article. So there's like a process where we go from left to right, but it's also in their projects. As well if that makes sense so you've got the, yeah. the process project and the client project uh, and then we have a few things like that like the website one uh the content articles so if we're writing articles without a podcast episode we'll again go left to right and that's similar to the podcast one um and that's all so sort of developed over time really
0: the first question that comes to my mind do you use rules so, which is the automation in Asana? No, so no.
1: no, we don't. So we maybe you should hire the, me. <laughs> <laughs> we're still using the free version of Asana. Like, oh really? I'm is uh, to, yeah. Okay. So this is why I'm excited about you being a pro user because I asked them for like a demo. I just wanted it as a demo. Yeah. But taught me taught me through the pro version, and yeah. they just send me videos, and I was like, oh no, I just want yeah. to. Want to someone to i want to ask questions and things like
0: that and they won't yeah. arrange one and the, the real um, issue is really it is hard to each business is working so different and each team yeah. is so different and so on and when i look at these setups and where i implemented it at hoffman laroche for example things like that we have cross department workflows mm-hmm. and you really be, need to be careful here um to set these things properly up. And when I see the consultants setting this up, they know, you know, they are trained to do certain productivity systems and all these things, Scrum and all this. But in reality, it's always customized workflows. And yeah. that's why I ask you about how do you use teams and projects and so on? Because uh, in many cases, I used actually the projects as the team, and the task inside the project is the project and the subtask is the task and things like that so you can also oh, yeah, go okay. in the hierarchical order you can go one step down uh, in asana and and talking about r- rules okay so if you have the free version mm-hmm. now people you can see how much you can do with the free version that's that's insane isn't yeah, it yeah like it's, um, it's
1: ridiculous um what you can do with the free version like it's we've run it for you know, i've run it for six six years on the free yeah. version
0: um, but i want to challenge this let's see how far we get there with um, automations so let's say you're moving this from one column to the next in a kanban board yeah do you apply new people onto the task who need you to just work assign on it next. to them
1: you yeah. just move it you just move it into the column and then assign it to them and they yeah. assign it back to you when they're done
0: yeah and that's so what you could automate yeah. That's what you could automate. So you move it from one column to the next one; it gets automatically assigned to this person. But it's yeah, a pretty it simple start. thing. So it's not worth. Yeah. What is it? It's insane what they charge as soon they charge yeah. you. Um, <laughs> so that's not what? worth it then. But yeah, exactly, exactly. That that's just that's just in- interesting. So it seems you have a really minimalistic workflow, and there's just yeah. no need for more bells, uh, bells and whistles, isn't it?
1: I think what we, what we probably need from Asana is to, so like the four mentioned, the four web developers, I, sometimes I don't know what their workload is. Like we, we will ask them on, yeah. you know, Skype or, or whatever. Uh, and we, we, and we always have a team meeting in the morning. We say who's got what, but I, as the business owner, can't see mm. their workload other than, yeah if, unless Well, I suppose I could see what tasks are assigned to them. Yeah, but I would like to. I can't remember what what oh, there was one software that was really. Oh.
0: I can imagine um, when you tell me that you have different projects for different clients, mm-hmm. then you have assigned the same person to different projects. I guess
1: everyone. So we've got the team, like I yeah. suppose we've got the team where everyone's in it, and then you've got the the project. So yeah, everyone's assigned to
0: to different parts. Everyone. So it's really hard to see who is working where how much i understand yeah. this and that's the workload feature they they provide in asana mm. as soon as you start paying but this is the point another reason why i switched to clickup i mean you know it sounds like i'm promoting clickup now here but <laughs> that's just a fact in asana they really have the issue when you go in the hierarchical um, view to the upper level like the team view for example mm. you don't see any tasks so you can build up in the, in the pro version portfolios and things like that. So you get an overview of your projects and the progress of those projects. And you have workloads. So you see how many tasks are assigned to the different people in the team. Um, but in ClickUp, you, everything, you know, you have the same kind of thing that you have a project. And then you have this in different folders. So the next level and the folder is a part of a space and the space is part of everything. And it, that, no matter where you are in these levels, you see much more. So when you're on the project, you see the tasks of the project. When you go to the folder, you see the tasks of all the projects inside the folder from all, uh, all the tasks of all the projects inside the folder. When you go to a space, you see everything. So you have a bird's eye view, Mm -hmm. on all the things going on and um, this makes it much easier to build custom views to see really who is working on what Mm -hmm. and um yeah i could go on from there but this was the main issue in asana even when you pay the pro version and you have this portfolio thing you need to manually add each project to the portfolio that you want to track and i guess you have a bit more than a three four projects there
1: oh god yeah
0: yeah, got, yeah. <laughs> So that's We've that's
1: exactly a thing. Quite a lot. Well, I think for me, like, I just want to see like a calendar, like the week,
0: yeah,
1: and like every person's name, mm. and just like if I could, if I got a task, I could just stick it into their calendar for that day or something. If I could do that, and yeah. then still have my lists and everything, then I'd be, I'd quite, you know, I'm, it's I'm not against paying for Pro Asana. I just want to understand,
0: yeah. Because we paid for that. and then we just to re- use any of the features. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, but that's one of the reasons why they charge you for this, and why it's worth paying for it, because then you get mm-hmm. exactly this. For example, you get a uh, a Gantt diagram, so you see a timeline, and you see all the tasks that has no due date. You can just drag and drop it into, as you just mentioned, into the calendar mm-hmm. and position the people that this way. But again. I don't know if you switched it in the meantime, I doubt it, but you have this view for each project. So in each project has its own timeline and that's just, you know, yeah. that makes no sense because you don't see the overall workload. I mean, you have a sort of top view, but it's so much more um, straightforward in ClickUp where you just go on a top level, you see all the people and you draw, see that you see all of the task and people on the calendar or you filter by pe- by person and you see only this person's task on the calendar and you can yeah. two-way synchronize this with the google calendar so this means they have the tasks when they need to do it inside google calendar yeah and blocking out their time so they can actually work on this we, we're diving too deep Ooh. in this
1: well, Well, yeah, that I mean, it's cool. It's great for me. I mean, rubbish for everyone listening, possibly. But <laughs> I'm getting my free consultancy. No, 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 no. It's, that's all like, good. I mean, that's I'm going to ask show for, like, one more thing about uh, either Asana or, or ClickUp or uh, any of them. Why is it like with Asana if that if you could do voice notes on your app and add it to a task, like that'd be the most amazing thing in the world. But that's what they're planning. I just don't on. know what.
0: That's on their uh, Okay, Brilliant. When they, I they're think
1: bit, I've I've seen that on their roadmap from like four years ago or something. Are
0: okay, they, do it? they mentioned it this uh, this year in, the, in their roadmap. I have to double check Brilliant. if this is under con- disclosure still. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what they're planning, and that's what I think is a great feature. You can have your huddle, mm. or put it a different way. What I always say when you're in meetings, the most important point when it comes to knowledge management. Take your notes directly on the item that it belongs to, which is the task in the most, and the yeah, most reasonable end yeah. of the project. So you go into the meeting, you talk about this client, and you take your notes directly on this project for everybody to see what was discussed. Instead of sending off meeting minutes via email that gets dumped yeah. into the archive and never found again. And you have a second meeting talking about the same thing all or, <laughs> over again. Yeah. And that's what happens yeah. all the time. I mean, trust me, that's so many times the case. And Asana works now on um, implementing, taking huddles directly inside Asana with video call and it gets mm-hmm. automatically transcribed what you're saying Go ahead. into text. And you can, I think it was even that far that you can create tasks out of this and all this that's insane that's that yeah. i think that's that's really helpful i mean there's something like otter uh, ai do you know that yeah. yeah
1: yeah we use happy scribe oh yeah happy scribe use... i use that as well yeah that's that's yeah, yeah.
0: that's working pretty well as well yeah mm. so this would be mm. just implemented yeah. into your Zana already and um i think we will see a lot more in different productivity tools coming up with this nice yeah, but talking about knowledge management, how do you ensure that people, you know, your designers and so on, they have the same assets all the time and things like that?
1: Um, so I guess with our sort of processes, I try and use, in fact, I use like Google Docs to create like a, um, like a standard operating procedure, SOP. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then when it's with like, when we've got the Kanban and we go left to right, uh, we've got the, the top there. we just uh, put a task at the top. That's called the procedure for doing this. Yeah. What we, what we're trying to get to a point now, especially with new clients coming in next year, that everything is part of the process. If you're not, we don't. So when I first started, I was doing everything for everyone. Whereas mm. now we've got, we've got a process and we want to scale. So it's like, if you, you, if you want to work with us, you, you follow the process. Yeah. So it'll be, there shouldn't be anything out of the ordinary. Um, and then it's just a Google Doc. And then, but I've also using, I think, Screencastify, a Chrome extension, just to do quick videos. And then that mm-hmm. saves to my Google Drive straight away, mm-hmm. and gives me the link straight away. And I'm loving that at the moment, because I can then just, I'll like, even though I've got eCam Live and I can record the videos, it was always a bit, bit of a pain, like getting the moving the video into Google Drive or something. Um, so I'm loving that at the moment. So I can just quickly do a video. If someone asks me a question yeah. quickly, do the video, send them the link. And cause we use G suite, we get like two terabytes of Google drive per user. So we've got so much space yeah. to keep them in. So,
0: I'm so sort of, I like already yeah. that, that you are doing standard operating procedures, obviously, and I guess it's the same thing when a question arises in your team that mm. you think, okay. This question might come again. Let's do a standard operating procedure out of this yeah. or work instruction or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why I'm using Notion, actually. I'm still using Notion for that because it's so flexible. I'm using Snagit. I certainly have to talk more about Snagit on this, on this channel because I'm using it on every day. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know Snagit?
1: I think I've heard of it, but I can't tell okay, you. Okay, so it's it uh,
0: from TechSmith, and you can do... a. Screen recordings, you can do uh, screenshots and things like that. The advantage here is when you take a screenshot, it goes directly into the editor and I can just add um, arrows, text. It also transcribes the text and all this. And then I can just, you know, drag it into Notion and it's already there. So I have my screen recordings, everything. That's that's a matter of minutes. So what you just explained, Mm -hmm. I do the same step with the screen recording, but then I drag and drop it directly into my work instructions and it stays there forever for people yes. to re-watch and so on. And then they can comment and say, I don't understand this and things like that. Mm-hmm. And for ClickUp and in Asano, you can also create templates obviously, but in ClickUp yeah. you can create more rich um, content <clears throat> inside the tasks. So what I do there usually is... Um, For example, I have an automation that says when this task has a custom field, for example, interviews, as we have here, Mm -hmm. as soon as this custom field is switched to interviews, a template gets applied with all the subtasks, people assigned to those subtasks already, dependencies between the subtasks, and um, links to the work instructions on how to do this for the different subtasks. Mm-hmm. And this means with a with a click of a button, everything is already prepared. No question asked. If a question arises, then we question, do we need another work instruction there? But we only do it once and we have a knowledge management system in the background that just works. Because the, the question I just had when you said you're using G-Drive, um, when people ask you, how do you find the same video again? Do you just record it a second time?
1: Uh, that's... Uh, no one's asked me that yet. Um,
0: yeah, that's why you' are here on the show. But would you would as as
1: probably <laughs> search Asana you probably just search asana what what it is
0: yeah, ah, okay. so you would um so you search comment on we've saf- added
1: it as a yeah because we've added the operating procedure as a as a task that's mm. never completed if that makes sense. Uh-huh. so you, okay. can, you can search asana and then it will be in the task. gonna be a Google doc or a link to it in the task.
0: All right, okay. so that's that's good. Yeah, you're so much, uh, you're so much more productive than so many other teams, and it's it's interesting, oh gosh, especially the smaller I, teams. Yeah.
1: I thought I, I thought I was going to be the worst guest you've ever had because I am um, the probably the least organized person you will probably ever be.
0: But just, I think I tell you what, me too, and that's what yeah. that was just pushed me forward to get this thing done because I doubt that there is one person who is a hundred percent organized and yeah, we all make plans, you know, that's our task list and I do this every day and I take off these boxes and in the end of the day or two days later, we have an endless list of tasks done yeah. and then we, you know, it's going the opposite. We are demotivated, not doing things. Yeah, so true. don't worry about this. And um, yeah, it it's, it's, it's all about, it's a process, isn't it? Yeah, Obviously no, you went through I this guess. process as well. You you felt some friction at some point, and you just found a solution.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. You do, you do, and then because we're 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 trying to scale at the moment, and we've got like a waiting list of. So we're in we're in a sort of really fortunate position now where we're thinking about we're not having to spend time on like how do we find clients. We're so we're spending like how do we make our processes better and smoother, and we're bringing we've hired two people this year, sort of since lockdown. And they've actually helped create, make their processes better as well. So it is, it is good, but we've still got a lot of improvement. I think with the, um, one thing when we, when we create a new client, we're duplicating an old project and sometimes it will have stuff in from a client before that references an old client. So with the premium version, if we created the template, obviously wouldn't have that in there. Yeah. Uh, so we can definitely improve.
0: Yeah, I Definitely. think scaling is really a critical critical point. I think, mm. I don't know the number, but at some certain size, you need to completely think different. Yeah. And um, yeah, if these processes already are not proper in the beginning, but it seems it is on your end, then uh, yeah, you have to start from scratch actually. Yeah. Um, but you know, just wanted to get back that you said you're not the least organized person possible. Tell you what, I hate if I have to take time or putting time into organizing things. That's what I hate. Because I don't get stuff done. And I can take a whole day reorganizing my whole notion, uh, whatever set up, and I haven't done anything, but I felt busy the whole day. And that's really annoying. And um, searching for things... Makes me even angry, yeah, when when I waste (laughs) time searching through my email lists and things like that. But um, it's, where was it? I think it was a study I read. It was about 60% the day workload we take by searching for information, searching for emails, finding the right stuff and all this. And just think about getting rid of this and decrease it by 40% or something like that, how much more you get done. And this is why I also say, you know, I I have people, they say, I take notes the whole day. And I always, I'm always impressed by people, you know, oh, they're so, so they're collecting all this information or when I'm sitting in meetings and everybody's writing up things, I always felt miserable because I wasn't taking so many notes as they are. And I always thought I do something wrong. But what I realized in the long run Yes, they, they they take notes, but as soon it, they need the no- those notes, they don't find it yeah, properly. They yeah, have to definitely. search through the paper notebooks or uh, on the computer and start searching it. And I also heard a person um, taking notes all day and then taking one hour to process the notes in the evening. And then one day he forgets it. Yeah, you know it's not processed, so it's lying or laying around all the time. And I said, okay take the notes on the place where they belong to and you don't have to process that so that's saving yeah. you one hour a day and especially in the evening you don't remember what was happening in the morning in the meeting and things like that so when you process mm. this later on I think that's uh, yeah these are these are things yeah don't feel bad I think we all know how it feels like being busy. Definitely.
1: Well, I t- I take all my notes on the my little
0: rocket book. Oh, I thought it was a joke, but you are actually using rocket book. No, yeah,
1: I did. Yeah, so I have. That's and then, great. But I don't actually uh, I don't actually upload them.
0: Yeah. Okay. In fact, it's
1: pretty much this I'm pretty much using it. You can see from all the smudges that I pretty much my I use this as my to do list. So I that's, <laughs> don't actually use yeah, a that's sign great. for my own stuff. It's more for the team. Um, and then I will put notes on here, but I won't I won't do anything with them other than I'll have a meeting with the team and then talk them through it in fact I they so for were, all the people were... who
0: don't know what rocket book is especially in a podcast because you can't mm-hmm. see it no. um, <laughs> it is a it is a reusable notebook that you can just write in and then you can use wipe a, it off a, yeah wipe it off again and that's that's really great a, that's a way to go paperless actually yeah, on paper no, I
1: am actually paperless I don't have any the only paper that I get is from my daughter she likes uh drawing stuff and we may have to it's only if we return something to amazon that i need to print off a a little returns label that's That's perfect
0: that's perfect that you mentioned this because then we can clean up with another misconception here on the paperless movement
1: (laughs) people (laughs) always ask me
0: tom do you hate paper I say no i don't hate paper yeah but you want to be paperless you know that's for the nature and all this so first of all if you go paperless that's not really good for the nature because we have devices that you know uses a lot more resources. It, I think the the equation is now equal right now if you use paper or, or digitization, digital devices. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, actually, the paper usage increased with the start of digitization, because people started printing off their emails to annotate
1: yeah, them. Yeah, I bet.
0: So that's something I can save uh, paper on. But I say I actually love paper, that's the reason why I want to go paperless because I think it is just wasting paper that I don't like Yeah. and true. not, you know, being mindful about this. And when my daughter draws something on a paper, then it is a, it's a um, value increased yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. That, it's, that, I see that it that in the background. On my,
1: yeah. yeah. For, for the podcast, so you can't, you can't hear, but I do have quite a lot of drawings
0: and also opinion. on the library, you know, we we keep books that we like to read. I mean, we yeah. read a lot on Kindle, but if there was really a book or an, an audio book that I really liked, I buy the actual book and put it in in the library to, to be reminded what was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So,
1: I just thought of a question that I'd like to ask you. Yeah, go on. Right. I know it's your podcast and I'm... <laughs> no no I,
0: I mean you know to be clear you're on this show so we can talk through your productivity system and things like that
1: <laughs> i'm getting my free my free consultation yeah. so i think i think other, <laughs>
0: and everybody other, else lo- we're watching this as well <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i think other agency owners would probably uh, especially agency owners that do sort of retainers like us um oh yeah what so what i what i um I always think back to when uh when Domino's brought out their tracker, their delivery tracker, so you can on your app you can go in and you can see where your pizza is. Yeah. Uh, um and I always thought it would be the same the great for an agency of like where your project is up to. Mm-hmm. Um so you, like so you're you're using like Asana or ClickUp or whatever to automate communication with your client or or something to notify them you've hit milestones or where you're up to. Certainly. Does, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty easy to build. Um, you know something like Sapia. Yeah, that so heard we, about use, that? we use yeah. Zapier for
1: a lot of stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, see, you could just set up an automation in Sapia. Um, if you change or if you add a certain tag to a certain task, then the mm. information of this will be sent to email of this and this client and things like that. I mean, you can go insane with this, but you can also keep it yeah. pretty simple. And well, Asana really and good. Clicker both really integrate very well with Sapia, so you could build it this yeah.
1: way. We use Zapier a lot, because so when, when we say so we're creating content on a certain keyword or something for SEO, mm-hmm. um, rather than sending an email saying, oh, we're gonna do it on this system, this, this you could, yeah, like you say, tag it. And then that would send them an email saying, these tasks have been created. This means we're creating content on these things.
0: If you've got, yeah, some oh, trigger been... that that mm. that makes this, yeah. Oh, that's, very cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're using Zapier. Tell me more about this. Yeah. In- so
1: Zapier, we use for uh, a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think. I've got loads of Zap set up.
0: Oh, <laughs> just for for, just for the community, for people who don't know Sapia, it is actually a tool or a platform, a SaaS, that you can use to hook up different apps with each other. Yeah, so be, if they oh, can't oh. be connected uh, directly or integrated with each other, you can use Sapia to connect them in many cases. So
1: I think there'll be... So I know there's one Zap, so like our clients because we do lead gen and when there's a lead come through like there's like a notification on email so we use um like smtp.com to send that but some of them may want an sms message Mm -hmm. so they'll get like a text message. so we will use twilio with we use formcraft as the form plugin on wordpress so formcraft can ping a an sms message Mm -hmm. um yeah so a lot of time it is when when leads are coming in some of our clients use uh, hubspot so like putting data into hubspot yeah so a lot of times it's like putting data into uh, a crm um, yeah is all, all, all the zaps are basically uh, uh, so we use landbots sometimes for chatbots formcraft and it's basically that that data going from the website into and some of them just use spreadsheets so like a uh, like a password protected google sheet yeah some of them may want so yeah he's getting data from the website inquiry uh and they better proposals as well so I use proposals uh one of our clients who uses it to send like a quote uh, so they're not a financial services company we've got one or two clients who are not financial services and they will quote for like a product and they've got the template set up in better proposals and i send my uh my case studies via better proposals so it looks good and then it imports their data from the website so yeah it's really good from
0: and you're telling me you're not productive and oh, you don't have anything <laughs> to share I, here I t- i'm sure granted, a lot of people, people think, you, i think I, a lot of followers <laughs> yeah exactly a lot of followers listening to this they think now oh my god this guy is saying he is not organized and has no idea about productivity. So what I'm doing, I don't. I had no clue that Zapier exists. You can automate things. Oh yeah. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Zapier's that's really the thing. But I think that's the that's the entrepreneurial gene you have there. You know, it's I just. I think it's,
1: it's problem solving, isn't it? It's it's, it's yeah, um, problem solving. You've got you've got and then uh, Active campaign as well. I use for uh, yeah me too. I do too. have some processes set up in there as well. I've got different. So that will... Uh, so let me, let you be. know, you're
0: using active campaign due to <laughs> yeah. the good automation functionality in there, isn't it? The workflows. Yeah, brilliant. And it's yeah. <laughs> just simple work- workflows and triggered yeah, using just,
1: the deals. Yeah. So they'll come in and if it's, because we've got two packages, we've got like a, a really low ball uh, offer, yeah. um, like a DIY option and the other. And then you can drag them into different email sequences for depending on where they sit, so... Mm.
0: Yeah, and that was something right. I figured out over the the past. What how long is it? Three years now that I'm running the paperless movement. Um, I switched between different CRMs as well, and mm. I'm using ActiveCampaign because it is also kind of CRM and it integrates yeah, it with is, WordPress. Yeah. And now I, you know, I had three different websites with different platforms. I merged them all to WordPress, and now I really understand when I'm talking to a person, who is this, you know. What, what yeah, did yeah, he exactly. buy or she and how long is a member and things like that. I think it's not, uh, it is just helping those people. It's not, yeah. you, obviously you can use these tools always to um, what do you say, use it, use it the wrong way and spam people and things like yeah. that. Uh, it can also accidentally happen. I don't know if this ever happened to you, sending out an email to the wrong people because you forgot to set up the automation correctly or things like that. Ever happened this?
1: Um, I've probably sent something with a typo in it. I don't think no. I've set up the. Uh, I think because I always I always try and keep things simple, so I haven't yeah. got too much. When I've I've like tried to then overcomplicate something and I'm like nah. so yeah. I always keep it really simple. So you're building
0: um, campaigns for your clients inside Active Campaign or what's we do, your...
1: We don't do a lot of that actually because a lot of the time it is the inquiry will come in and they take over and they take, they pick up the phone and then they take over and it's like uh-huh. a, a fairly... So we don't do like lead magnets or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So it, So it's, it's
0: for your it's, own business they're using it? That you're uh, using
1: For it. my own business, yeah. I and mean, that is literally, that is really simple. It's like um, they request the case studies um i'll just double check it's a legitimate person and then i'll just fire it off in better proposals and then i'll drag them from into the uh send them the what what we actually do so the yeah. case studies is what's possible yeah and then my so my proposal if you're like doesn't actually tell you what we do so i want to show them that what the opportunity is mm. and the results that other people have got yeah. And then when they've digested that, so three or four days later, I'll send them what a video of what we actually do. And it's it's that simple. So that's yeah. pretty much I've got the most simplest um, email sort of sequence, but it's yeah, that, just that's, using that trigger.
0: You just you just started it. the the next and the last topic because we are already into this interview. I mean, I love this talk. I really, (laughs) I really, I I wouldn't have anything
1: to talk about. Yeah. It's 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 really
0: interesting. We are all living in systems (laughs) and in workflows and so on. There's always things we can talk about. Um, But, you know, I just want to stick to minimalism. And that's something Mm. I, I was approaching as well with the complexity. I built up the paperless movement. I used active campaign to send emails so the news emails to my inner circle members when i have an update on my website and things like that but i also implemented intercom which is uh, for the listeners out there it is um, a chat you see on so many pages you see intercom if you if you use a chat on a website in many cases it's it's intercom What this actually helps using Intercom, you also understand who is on this website, on what sites they were already. And for me, this was a big advantage using Intercom because my members could reach out to me via chat and I directly saw when they want to have, you know, maybe a refund or maybe they they have a question (coughs) about certain um, products and and pages they want to find. I could use... um, I see directly all the um, the orders, order information, and things like that. So with one click, I was directly in this order, and I could process it. This made me so more efficient than going into the system, finding this person in the system, why I'm on email, and things like that. So this was really a game changer. However, I had ActiveCampaign and Intercom disconnected from each other, and so I had two different CRMs. And my ultimate goal was really to not split information. So there's something called PySync. I don't know if you heard about this.
1: I've heard about it. So PySync is really
0: specialized that you can um, connect CRMs. It's from HubSpot, actually. Uh, They they bought it now. And um, what this allows you, it synchronizes ActiveCampaign with Intercom. So I finally had a full picture of the person talking to me. And I was much uh, more efficient helping this person. But talking about minimalism and saving money, I mean, PySync cost me uh, 80 euros a month just for the synchronization. Right. Oh, wow. So just it is synchronized. And the more leads you have, the more it costs. So it it certainly goes up to $200 per month and things like that. So this is why I deleted all this I'm uh, in contact via email and I think it still works so sometimes less is really more. Mm. I freed up time, save money and that's what I what I teach as well. so I, I you know I have excuse for that I have to test all the tools and see how it connects and now yeah, I know yeah. how these things work and how you can connect it but yeah happy to be minimal again. As long as you don't have a team, I mean, I always had overkill systems. I always had systems that yeah. usually teams use. Uh, but I always thought, okay, I work at like a team. Every entrepreneur works like three people, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> wearing yeah, six hats, if, if things not like ten, that in a business. Yeah. yeah, exactly. More like that. So you can certainly use team management tools and, you know, pretending you are a team and then. Um, exchanging these spots with three people later on so you have these processes already in place that's a good thing so alex final words for my community (laughs) um i hope you had fun i did
1: have fun I i had a lot of fun i didn't realize how organized i am yeah and wow. you've given me some really good ideas about how I can use automation more. So if anyone's got the same going away with the same sort of ideas that I've got, then hopefully they've got something out of it as well.
0: Great. And where can we find you and your podcast you mentioned in the beginning?
1: Yeah, but so a podcast is called uh, Advisors Assemble. Uh, well, officially, well, it started off, it was called Lead Generation for Financial Services. So, if you're on iTunes, you probably have to search Lead Generation Financial Services. Um, but because I'm because uh, I'm a geek, as you can probably see from the background, I've got uh, I'm obviously my Batman chair. If you can see the Batman, I chair. don't
0: think on the podcast they can see it, but they can't see it on a the proper, podcast. If you're watching the video
1: chair. on YouTube, I've got a <laughs> Batman chair. I've yeah. got comic book stuff in the background. I've got a lot. I've got Thor's hammer attached to my uh, metal. Uh, cabinet, yeah. Uh, so awesome. advisors assemble is obviously a play on Avengers assemble, uh, and uh, we're we're cool like that. You
0: know? Yeah, that makes you real. This stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't you yeah. know? Why pretending to be a robotic person? When you're not, I mean, look uh, at me here. Yeah, there's <laughs> also um, what is it? Lego Tetris. <laughs> Maybe I should rearrange this. But yeah. I just like it. I think uh, for me, these productivity systems really like uh, playing games as a child, you know, experimenting, building things up like Lego uh, blocks and so on. So, yeah, really interesting talk here. I'm sure if people followed us until the end and not already switched off in our cheeking around at the beginning, uh, (laughs) uh, they learned a lot from this. I Uh, hope so. 100% sure about this. So thank you very much, Alex.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, this was my good friend, Alex Curtis. I am really amazed what he has actually in place already for his team. And he always claimed to be not productive and not organized and things like that. No, he has a lot of things in place already. You know, productivity systems always can be tweaked and to become more efficient. And I'm sure he will now think about what he could maybe do with automations and things like that. So I was really happy to talk about and I hope it helped you to give you more ideas how to improve your own productivity system. If you want to learn all about how to improve your productivity system and get it to the next level, i would be more than happy to welcome you in my inner circle where I help you to level up your digital life. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast and I'll catch you up next time.